you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Flopkowski, after another week of football. And again, you know, I said this, I believe I said this last week. I don't know which episode I said it in. Uh, I said it in one of them. That's all I know. That's that's all I know. I said it in one of them. And I said the play in the NFL overall in the past couple of years, I think generally speaking, has been going down. I mean, you just look, look at the quarterback play, and I think that that is almost self-explanatory for you um, as to the point that I've just made. Uh, you know, in terms of I just think that the level of quarterback play that we have today, the level of wide receiver play, the level of defensive play that we have today is beneath what we had, you know, five, ten years ago. I, I don't, I, I'm not necessarily offering solutions. I'm just personal feelings about it. Uh, that's what I've seen. That's what I've noticed. I, I don't know if statistics necessarily bear that out. I actually think that they won't. But I, I find today that, you know, back, you know, five or ten years ago, yeah, there'd be bad passes. Those passes would be intercepted. I feel like today there are a lot of bad passes that just they're they're incomplete. They're, they're knocked out, whatever. They're not intercepted. And so statistically they don't show up. But, you know, visually you can visually see oh you know hey this is not this is not the same thing as what we used to have that that is again my personal opinion it's just what i what i have seen um it's not necessarily correct i, I believe it to be but again you know that's just my personal opinion this is this is what i do this is what i cover but you know hey you are more than happy to disagree with me i encourage it uh, let, let's jump into the episode though. Enough, enough, uh, enough talking. Uh, well, enough talking about non-week nine related things. Let's begin with our Thursday night football game. The Steelers defeated the Titans twenty to sixteen. You know, just another primetime game that wasn't very good. I that that that's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, the Steelers won this game. I, I thought that they would win. You know, again, Mike Tomlin, historically very good against, like, rookie quarterbacks, you know, young quarterbacks in general. And and I figured that, you know, Thursday night football on a short week, now you have some film on Will Levis, but he doesn't have as much time to repair for a short week game. That, that's just going to cause trouble. And it did. It did. The Steelers, I thought, played very well defensively. Both offenses weren't good, though. And this is becoming an ongoing theme with the Steelers. Again, you know, we've discussed this, you know, this is, again, the ninth episode of the season, the ninth week review that we've done. And pretty much for all nine weeks, or I guess eight weeks, the Steelers already had their bye, we've talked about the Steelers' offense and in its woes and its struggles. And this is just another example 
of, you know, if this Steelers team could average 27, you know, 25 points a game, 24 points a game, instead of, um, how much are they averaging now? Let's see. Um, I mean, they are 28th in offense, and they are 30th in points scored. So they are, you know, almost, almost at the back end of the league. They are at the back in the league, almost at the bottom of the league in terms of points scored on the season, and yet they're five and three. So what that tells me is, hey, this defense is very good. They're twelfth in points allowed. Um, but you know, listen, like there's just there's nothing about this Steelers team that jumps out to me and says this team is going to be successful in the playoffs come this season if they make it if they make it if they make it because to me a team that plays this poorly offensively and is 5 and 3 you know that is not sustainable come playoff time and again defense is important defense is very important but the Steelers are not winning games in the right way um, and so I think that's going to cause them trouble down the line. Again, I think Matt Canada is not the right guy. Hopefully after this season, hopefully tomorrow they'll move off from him. They won't. Hopefully this, at the end of the season, they will realize, they will realize that, Hey, Matt Canada is not the guy. Again, you, you absolutely cannot leave. You absolutely cannot leave. Sorry, I was just reading something about LeBron. Uh, you, you absolutely cannot leave, you know, the Steelers' offense in in this sort of in this sort of fashion, and and I just think that Matt Canada's he's just just not very good at his job. Um, you know, Levis didn't play great. Kind of expected that though. Steelers five and three. They they have a winning record. It's good for them. Solid for them. And they sh- you know hopefully they can keep it moving. All right, the Chiefs defeated the Dolphins, twenty-one to fourteen. So again, you know, this is the story that is be you know, continually being um, put out by me. Uh, <laughs> you know, week after week after week at this point. Uh, you know, again, because the Dolphins are not a good football team. You know, listen, when you haven't beat a team with a winning record in 400 days, I cannot say that this is a, I, I, you know, an elite team, a Super Bowl team. They're not. They're not. The Chiefs, did they play very well? No. Put up 21 points. One more than the Steelers put up. The Chiefs scored all of their points in the first half. So the Dolphins held the Chiefs to a second-half shutout. But yet, the number one scoring offense in the NFL – an offense with, uh, let, let, let's go through it, an offense with Tyree Kill, who is the number one grader, number one graded wide receiver by PFF, Jalen Waddle, who's the number eight graded wide receiver on PFF, Raheem Mostert, who's the number two graded running back by PFF, an offensive line that has, you know, Williams, Hunt, who are both top 10 graded at their position, as well as Tariq Armstead, who is coming back, who's a very, very talented left tackle. Combine that with Cedric Wilson, uh, Durham Smythe, some solid talent around those guys. 
And you would expect the Miami Dolphins to be able to put up more than 14 points. They didn't. Who is this the fault of? It's not Mike McDaniel. I mean, part of it's on Mike McDaniel. But the real the real person that we have to look at for why Miami is not winning games like this is Tua Tagovailoa. It, it, it's time to be honest. And I'm not saying for me. I'm saying for the NFL community. I'm saying for anyone who considers themselves to be a, a sports personality. It's time to review the data. It's time to review the numbers. It's time to use the eye test. I mean, you cannot... You cannot just blatantly use statistics and say a player is good, a player is bad because of these are the stats that I, I cherry-picked out. Stats individually can make anyone look impressive. You can pick out stats that make anyone look impressive. All right? But when we look at Tua Tagovailoa, they have, the Dolphins have not beat a team with a winning record in over 400 days. Okay? That is not the result of, hey, you know, I mean, even if you just are – you know, have some good luck. At some point, you're going to be... The fact that the Dolphins have not beat a team with a winning record in that long, I think tells you everything you need to know about Tua as a quarterback. Remember, Tua in in the past has been injured. This season so far, he's been healthy. You know, good for him. I'm happy for him. I don't want him to be injured. All right? But Tua, strictly by PFF's standards, quote-unquote, Right by their metrics is the number four graded quarterback and the number one graded quarterback in terms of passing, right? And yet, you know, you review his game, you're like, wow. I mean, he missed a throw there, he missed a throw there. How can you be the number one graded quarterback when you only put up 14 points in the game? You know, that I think is a question that all of us need to ask ourselves. Why is Tua? You know, it seems like he's I don't know granted preferential treatment by PFF. I mean, this week, 72 passing grade as he should have been, wasn't very good. You know, people will look at his completion percentage most weeks. It's very high. But you have to look at, okay, his completion percentage on passes that are, you know, let's actually delve into what it looks like. Because I want to tell you guys, I want to use not PFF's metrics. I want to use PFF's data that they've uh, compiled. Because I think that is actually... You know, very, very good to look at. So let's look at passing and let's look at passing depth. So, okay. So Tua on passes, uh, let's see. Is this 10 yards and below? So within 10 yards. Fantastic. Fantastic. He's 40 for 51 in the middle, 27 for 36 on the right side of the field, 14 for 20 on the left side of the field. Uh, Behind the line of scrimmage. You know, interestingly enough, look at how many pass attempts he has behind the line of scrimmage. And let's let's compare this with, you know, uh, let's compare this with like Josh Allen or, or somebody like that. I mean, just a, a quarterback who I, all, who I think we can all agree is is solid, who's fairly good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a very fair grade. Okay, passing depth. Here we go. So Josh Allen. Behind the line of scrimmage, between the numbers, he has attempted, ready for this, 13 passes. Tua has attempted 45 passes, 43 of those he's completed. Josh, I mean, again, behind the numbers, behind the line of scrimmage, between the numbers, it's a huge disparity. Uh, Tua is 12 for 12 on the left. Josh is 18 for 18. Uh, On the right, he's 7 for 7. Josh is a 10 for 11. So, okay. So right and left, they're fairly similar. But between the numbers behind the line of scrimmage, 
Tua has attempted, attempted three times more the passes, all right? Now, Josh, obviously, has attempted way more passes, right? Look at his numbers, generally speaking, and he's attempted way more passes this entire season, okay? It's just a fact. And I'm not saying that Josh Allen's very good, but look at Tua's deep throws. I mean, certainly, Tua, you know, his his completion percentage beyond 20 yards. To the left, he's 3 of 10 with two picks. To the middle, he's 5 of 10 with a pick. The right, he's actually pretty good, 9 of 15. But again, most of those are probably to one man named Tyreek Hill. Uh, again, middle of the field, Ty, uh, two is incredible. 44 for 61 between the numbers over 10 yards, between 10 and 30 yards. That's better than Josh Allen. But the general point I'm trying to make is a lot of Tua's stats are, you know, you look at the completion percentage, you're like, wow. It's like, okay, how many of those are like little screens, little swings to Tyreek Hill? A lot of them are. All right, that's the general point I'm trying to make. I don't want to get too much into it. We've already spent way too much time talking about Tua in an episode that is supposed to last 30 minutes. Okay, uh, you know, I think the Chiefs are playing well. Again, same story. They need to find someone other than Travis Kelsey to throw the ball to. Is it Rashi Rice? Is it Justin Ross, who's, I guess, arrested, so maybe not him at all? Is it Justin Watson? Is it Marcus Valdez-Scantling? Is it me? Whoever it is, they need to figure it out because Travis Kelsey – single-handedly cannot win games them. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey can only throw so many, you know, he can only throw so many passes to Travis Kelsey. So they need to figure that out because this team is not a Super Bowl team if they're not playing offense as they as they should be. The defense is fantastic. That's what's winning them games right now. Don't get it don't get it twisted, all right? When when people talk about the Chiefs right now, it's not about the offense. It's about the defense, all right? It's, it's 100% about the defense. They're fourth in points allowed on the season. All right? PFF has them graded as 22nd. They're more like fifth. They play amazing defense. All right. Packers defeated the Rams 20-3. Yeah, there's really not much to talk about here. I mean, the Rams are starting back of quarterback Brett Ripien, who's he's just not very good. He's, that's why he's a backup. And he's really doesn't ever get any playing time because he's a backup. Um, you know, Packers get a pretty much meaningless win. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't. I'm not really going to evaluate Jordan Love's performance against a team that wasn't going to, you know, put up three points. It's not exactly uh, something that I'm I'm going to spend time doing. So I'm not. Rams, you know, listen, they're gonna gonna go on the bye. They need to figure it out, and hopefully Stafford comes back after the bye in Week 11. Because if not, I mean, this team is gonna it, it's gonna be all downhill from there. 100. percent All right, Rams defeated the Seahawks. Ravens should be defeated the Seahawks, 37 to three. And I think this game cements the Ravens as currently the best team in the NFL. Uh, the fact that they've won their last two games in the fashion that they've won them, I think is what strikes me as most impressive, right? Again, they they, they beat they beat the Seahawks by 34 points. And the Seahawks are a pretty good team. It's not like the Seahawks are a bad team, right? The Seahawks were, I think, what, 5-2 and two or 6-2 and two coming into this game, I think. Now they are, what are they? Why does it not say? Yeah, they're five and three. So they're, they're, they have a winning record. They're two games above 500 and Baltimore stomped them. Stomped them. Wasn't even close. And then the week before Baltimore stomped all over the Detroit Lions. So, or, or two weeks before, uh, I don't I actually remember which. Yeah. Two weeks before they stomped all over the Lions. Uh, Baltimore's a really good team. They have the 
best defense in terms of points allowed. They're fourth in terms of points scored. The third overall. They're playing really good football. It's not all Lamar, which I think is the best part. We're seeing multiple ways that the Ravens can win games. Their run game's looking good with Gus Edwards. Mark Andrews playing very well. Bateman and Flowers, I think, are nice. Uh, OBJ caught a touchdown. The The line is looking solid. And I think the defense is playing very, very well right now. Um, again, the Ravens, unlike other teams, have showed both good and good good on both sides of the ball. On offense and defense, they've been very, very solid against a multitude of teams. Have they been perfect all season? No, but they've been very, very good. And again, you look at their schedule. You look at their recent games. All right? You look at their re, excuse me, recent games, right? They're, they've won four straight against Tennessee, Detroit, Arizona, and Seattle. All of those, right, by more by at least seven points, if not more. They blew out the two good teams, right? Typically, you'll see the Ravens play down to their competition against worse teams. Their last loss was against the Steelers, divisional opponent who typically plays very well against them, especially at home. Listen, they look very good right now. I think they're the best team in the NFL at this moment. Gino, on the other hand, the Ravens need to play. He needs to play better if if the if the Seahawks need to win. It's not the same Gino we saw last season. I think we all need to keep that in mind going forward. I still like the Seahawks. I still think they're a good team, but need to see improvement on that front. Okay, the Vikings defeated the Falcons. Joshua Dobbs may have had what I would say the most impressive quarterback performance given the circumstances. This season thus far, coming on to a team, you know, a few days earlier, three or four days earlier, not even get, you're not even expected to start. He's not even expected to play. Unlike Baker Mayfield, who was expected to play, Josh Dobbs was not expected to play. He came in, Hull, uh, I think, I can't remember, Hull got injured. Then Dobbs comes in, plays pretty well. He made some mistakes, but... He played more than well enough, leads a game-winning drive to win the game against the Falcons. Such an impressive victory. Uh, you know, listen, the Falcons blow another game, and this is really on Arthur Smith. I, you know, I have – I don't really know what my opinion was. I think I was positive on Arthur Smith, at least to begin the season. Almost, almost completely – almost completely – 180 on that. I mean, seriously, I cannot even, cannot even tell you how bad I think of a coach Arthur Smith is. There, there, there really is almost nothing at this point that I think, you know, unless he completely changes, unless he completely changes Every, his entire game plan, game style, which he's not going to do. He's way too proud to do that. Unless he completely changes all of that, it's not going to change. Why are you not using B. John? Why are you using Johnny Smith? Not, I, there's just there's so many questions I have about the Falcons. Um, their quarterback play is still abysmal. They're 20th in points allowed. They're 21st in points scored. So their offense just isn't very good. Um They've had a very easy schedule. I think they they opened the season with the second or third easy schedule in the league. Uh, they're just not very good. I think the real question at this point, you know, is do the Vikings have a shot at making the playoffs? I think the answer could be yes, depending on how they play these next couple weeks. But, you know, again, 
there's a lot of work to be done. Vikings still have a long way to go. All right, the Browns defeated the Cardinals 27-0. Yeah, not going to talk about this one that much. Listen, uh, Clayton Toon did not look good in his first start. Browns defense ate him up, as pretty much thought thought they would. They were a little bit better on offense than I thought they were. The shutout's nice. Good victory. Uh, I think Kyler Murray is coming back this week, so you know I think the the Cardinals will at least have more watchable games. I I can't say that they'll necessarily be better, but they'll be more watchable. All right, the Cowboys defeat Commanders. Excuse me, defeated the Patriots twenty to seventeen. Yeah, it's just another not not complete game from New England. They looked really good at times. They also looked really bad at times. Um, Like, it's one of those things where New England is just not a very good football team. They're not. You know, they're they're really, they're just not a very good football team. Um, I, they're the worst team in the AFC by record. Um, Matt continue, you know, he's made, he made a lot of good throws. I, I think he missed some guys. He made some good throws, some bad throws. Certainly, they could have won the game. Uh, they should be scoring more points than they are. And even still, the Patriots had a chance to win it at the end. Juju drops the ball. It gets intercepted. The game is over. You know, I don't think the commanders are particularly good, but the Patriots just cannot figure it out. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, the Patriots offense isn't doing anything to help Mac out right now. Uh, the season has been over for a couple weeks. You know, we continue to you know hammer nails into the coffin at this point. Uh, you know, just just not good enough from the Patriots. Commanders, solid victory for them in New England, but nothing impressive. All right, the Saints defeated the Bears 24-17. to You know, a decent game. The Saints are benefiting from, again, the easiest record in the NFL this year. Uh, Bajan, you know, again, he's a backup quarterback, Division II product. He doesn't look bad for that, but, you know, as an NFL starter, it's just there's nothing there. Saints are fine, you know, whatever. They again, easy schedule, doesn't really matter. Moving on, the Texans defeated the Bucks 39 to set 37. And this is the CJ Stroud performance. You know, I think at this point we can say that of the three rookie quarterbacks, CJ Stroud has looked absolutely the best. Well, of all the rookie quarterbacks, CJ Stroud has looked the best, but certainly of the three main ones, CJ Stroud is I and again, I know Anthony Richardson was injured, but CJ Stroud has thoroughly impressed me. He's been awesome so far this season. I think this was the, so far, the the cherry on top. 470 yards, five touchdowns, a game-winning drive against the Bucks. That's really, really impressive. I don't care who you are, but to do it as a rookie, I think is, you know, incredible. I thought the game was over when the Bucks scored that, that, that touchdown to get to 37. And Stroud engineered a great drive, scored a touchdown, and then they won the game. I mean, he was spectacular. He looks great right now. And, you know, again, I'm not willing to say, hey, this is, you know, he, he certainly looks like a guy. Is he a guy? Is he someone, you know, again, questions for down the road. Again, it's a lot easier to win games when there's almost zero pressure on you. Remember, this is the same team that just lost to the Panthers a week ago. So let's not go crazy. It was an unbelievable performance. Don't get me wrong. And this is arguably the greatest rookie performance of all time. But let's not jump to conclusions and say C.J. Stroud is an NFL pro ball, whatever. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's, he's taking care of the football. He's won games. He's done it with 
I think, a somewhat mediocre offensive, somewhat mediocre offensive talent around him. But let's pack up. I think the Bucks. I mean, listen, they're really struggling. This was a really good performance from them. A game that you you, you want to win. A game that you certainly played well enough to win, and one that you don't come away with. The Bucks got to figure it out soon because if you don't start winning games, there are gonna be problems. The Colts defeat the Panthers, twenty-seven to thirteen. Yeah, Bryce Young just hasn't looked good this season. Colts get a solid victory. Again, nothing special. Nothing. Nothing to go. Nothing to go crazy about on this one. I think the Colts' defense looked great. Two pick sixes. Enough said. All right. Raiders defeated the Giants 30 to 6. Um, you know. Uh I wrote O'Connell. I should have wrote McDaniels. Look what happens when McDaniels is gone. The team got like uh unbelievably better. Not really a surprise. Daniel Jones tore his ACL. He's done for the season. So the Giants, you know. Mercy killing uh, is over. They're done. That contract, by the way, four years, 160, looks terrible. Gets worse every day. Jacobs had a really good game. I mean, listen, the Raiders, they're four and five, but listen, let's not go crazy here. They have a lot of problems, a lot of flaws. You know, whatever. Essentially a tank bowl game between those two teams. All right. Eagles defeated the Cowboys 28 to 23. Cowboys blew it, man. They had many chances to win this game. The Eagles and the refs were trying to give it to them. Uh, the Cowboys said, no, we don't want to win this game. And then they didn't. They took a couple bad penalties right at the end of the game uh, you know, to, to make it even harder to score that game-winning touchdown. Um, again, it's one of those games where it's like the Eagles didn't play very well. They played well enough. They didn't play very well, though, and they still come away with the win. So it leads me again to one of two questions. Are the Eagles just a team that doesn't need to play their best to win games and we should be okay with that? Or should we be concerned that, hey, you know, this team, they're kind of getting lucky to win games? I, again, I want to see better from the Eagles. So I'm of, the, I'm of the perception that, yeah, the Eagles will win games, but what happens when it comes playoff time in these big moments when a, when a better team, well, I don't know how many teams are actually better than them, but when a hypothetical better team plays against them, I think they'll beat them as of right now. So I want to see more from the Eagles. Uh, CeeDee Lamb played great. I thought Dak actually played pretty well. But I think the Cowboys, you know, coaching and scheming and, and just kind of everything in, in, in conjunction is just a tier below, I think, the best teams in the NFL. So, all right, the Bengals defeated the Bills 24-10. to you know, Buffalo with another poor offensive performance. I thought Cincy, you know, again, they're looking better every week. Joe Burrow healthier, uh, throwing the ball very nicely. He's making good passes, making good connections. The offense is certainly humming. And Cincy, Lou Anaromo, again, mentioned him many times, continues to do a great job in Cincinnati with the defense. I think the Bills are in serious trouble, man. Sean McDermott, I think, probably will be fired by the end of the season because I don't see this Bills team as – Anywhere close to making a Super Bowl right now. And and the offense looks stagnant. They still have zero running game. Josh Allen makes at least one really, really bad choice a night. Um, and the team isn't improving. They're not, they're not getting results. They're not getting better. So, you know, what's the, what's the point? All right, the Chargers defeated the Jets 27-6. to Chargers offensive line won them this game. Uh, you know, again, did the Chargers play, like, super, super well? No, they they you know, 
is more, I think, the Jets' offense being stagnant. Uh, again, some of it's on Zach Wilson. I think some of it's on scheming. I think he's just being put in a tough position right now overall. Uh, you know, listen, they're staying competitive, which is what they need to do if they want to make the playoffs. Um, you know, hopefully Aaron Rodgers will come back and help them do that. You know, the Chargers get another. I mean, this is. I, I did have the Jets upsetting them, so you know, to be fair, but let's see the Chargers playing against a real team like the Ravens or the Bengals or the Chiefs, and then we can revisit, you know, their playoff chances. But for right now, I'm gonna pass. All right, that was Week Nine. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day. The game on the line, one shot. You rather have taking it Iggy or Curry of everyone on Golden State open shot fate of the universe on the line or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth you better hit it I want Iguadala